All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and host, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk Podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in 20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Hey everybody, Chris here from Fourth Shift Fitness and the Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to like the 103rd episode. Pretty cool. I hope you guys liked the 102nd episode with Kurt and I talking about why your diet is making you fat. Um, Some cool science and bro science in that one. But go back, check it out. Let me know what you think on that. We're going to be doing a poll. If you're listening to this somewhat close to when that was released, talking about your specific nutrition topics and diet topics. Anyways, if you like the show and you like what's going on, head to the 4Shift Fitness website. First of all, thank you if you like the show. If you're listening and you like it, thank you. Super cool. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you like the show, no obligation, obviously. Go on to the Four Shift Fitness website or Instagram page and hit the Buy Me a Coffee link. That'll take you to the Buy Me a Coffee page. And that's just simply a way for me to collect donations and support for the show. Um, it all goes towards the show, and I appreciate it. If you really like what's going on, beyond that, go to the Four Shift Fitness website and you can get a shirt or a hat or sticker or something like that. And uh, that'd just be the coolest. So thanks for listening. Check out this stuff if you want. Let's get into today's topic. And we're talking about personalities. And of course, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or counselor of any sort, but I've gotten to see a lot of this stuff. I'm going to speak from experience today. I hope you like it. So way back when, uh, when Thick Neck Chris was playing hockey, he went to a few junior A tryout camps. And I remember one specific, one in specific, because most of the time it was just you know, day of drills or whatever, a couple days of scrimmage, day of scrimmage, make the list or not. This one was for an expansion team. So the tryout was kind of late. It was an invite camp and I kind of got a really cool story out of it. And it was one of the only ones that they tried to actually teach you a lesson through the camp, which I thought was strange, but I kind of enjoyed. So we had our skills day or whatever. Uh, We were going to the scrimmage time. Coach brought everybody on the ice or out to the ice split up teams, uh, set the rules for the scrimmage. And then he said, listen, be the person we invited to this tryout. Like if you're at this tryout, we know who you are and how you play and what you do and where you come from. We invited that person here. So if you're a goal scorer, score a bunch of goals. And if you're a guy who likes to fight, fight. And if you're a stay-at-home defenseman, stay home. Like do play your game and be the player that we invited this camp. Because we invited players we want to see do their thing. And if you try to be someone else in this weekend, it's not going to go well. You're not going to make the team. And I'd never heard that message before, but I really liked it because it, it put my mind not at ease, but I was pretty nervous. It really gave me a sense of comfort because I was a very stay at home defenseman, very locked down. Um, and I understood at the time, like 
the flashy moving mobile making rushes defenseman got a lot more attention but this guy telling me like we know you're stay at home just do your job well I was like okay I can just do my thing I don't have to like take these crazy risks to get attention I already have their attention and it really helped me I really liked it now flash forward to like 20 to like 2013 ish I'm working for Kurt at LGN and we're going to go down to Tampa to a CrossFit football certification. Now, if you've never heard of that before, it's because I'm a mold and that's what power athlete is now. So a handful of years back, I have no idea when they changed from CrossFit football to power athlete, but back then it was CrossFit football and still like it is today, it's run by John Wellborn and they have basically the same team in that group still, but this particular one was going to be run by Raf Ruiz and Raf Ruiz was John Wellborn's strength coach when he was a pro football player and that's how CrossFit football and then power athlete kind of came to be. Anyways, we go down specifically because Raf is going to be kind of heading this one up. It's at his gym. We've been there before. We're friends with Raf, and this is going to be a great take on CrossFit football. We know we're going to get things that you won't get in the normal CrossFit football class, and we sure did. I heard a similar message that I did years and years earlier when I was playing hockey, and that was Raf standing in front of a group of coaches and telling us, be the coach that you are. Don't pretend to be something you're not because your athletes will pick up on it. Your fellow coaches will pick up on it and you're going to lose credibility and your message most importantly will be lost immediately. And he said, listen, if you're the kind of guy that needs to yell and scream and throw clipboards, do that. And if you're the kind of guy that's really quiet and Zen and needs to get his message across by whispering, then do that. And if you're a numbers guy and you need all the numbers in the world to justify the smallest move, get those numbers. But the whole caveat to this is that you're doing that and your message is getting through. If you're doing those things and your message isn't getting through, then those things aren't the best medium or the best way mechanism to do that. And at that time, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Again, it gives you the freedom to be who you are. Now you're not worried that, oh, if I yell, I'm wrong. Or if I don't yell, I'm wrong, right? Because that's the, the norm of like coaches yell. Now that gives you the freedom to be who you are and get your message across to your athletes or your clients in the most effective way you can. You're not trying to be someone else because you think being someone else is better. Being you is better, but making sure effective is the best. Now, how does this tie back into the fire service? Well, because as a firefighter, especially if you think about the, the typical firefighter getting hired in their young or early 20s, you will, have several opportun- you will have several opportunities over the course of your career, several decision points where you're going to try on different personalities because you don't know. You don't know the kind of person that you're going to be 15 years from now. You may be a completely different person for one reason or several reasons than you are today when you're entering the fire service. So in your first year, hopefully you're trying on like the overeager, super excited, hyper-engaged, willing, focused, driven, all that stuff, star pupil. Hopefully you're trying on that personality if it's not natural to you because hopefully that expectation has been set and it's encouraged at your department. But during that, right, you're going to observe all kinds of different personalities. You're coming on as a 23-year-old with somebody in their 29th year. They've been on the job longer than you've been alive. They're going to have a completely different outlook than you, hopefully, potentially. And uh, it's going to be only natural that you start kind of seeing that. You're around them for 24 hours, and it might be several of them. And you might start kind of taking on some of their personality traits or some of their sayings or some of their outlooks on whatever it is, the job, the city, your station, your battalion chief, even, I mean, you're going to get influence. It's only natural, right? Then you get off probation and now you're in quote unquote, the grind of it. 
Now you have the freedom, a little more freedom. You have the time more than anything. And you have the ability to sit around and really look at who is surrounding me in this department and what version do I want to kind of try on and what personality do I like or not like. And it's only natural, right? That's what's going to happen. You're young and impressionable. You're surrounded by strong personalities, established personalities. It's, it's perfectly fine that you try on these things, right? But then you have another one. You have another opportunity. Let's say that you're in a decision point now. Do you want to go for promotion? You got to figure out what kind of officer you're going to be. So it's only natural that you look at one officer who might be a yeller, right? And say, yeah, it kind of works, kind of doesn't. Maybe I'll try that out. You might look at one officer that has a completely different leadership style. Maybe I'll try that one out. You might look at negative examples of that. Maybe try to avoid those, just saying. But you're going to have these decisions, right? You're going to get halfway through your career-ish. What kind of long-term plan do you want for your career? As you get later in your career, what kind of mentor or leader or influence do you want to be on the new hires? So at at different points in this, you get to decide the kind of personality you want to try on and put out there. Now, a couple words of caution. If you are a younger firefighter and you are trying on the personality of a salty, old, grizzled vet, know that to the outside, you look like when Nathan puts on my snow boots and tries to stumble around the house. It's obvious that that thing that you're trying on doesn't fit you. And it's hilarious or at least entertaining, to watch you try and make it fit and function with it, but it's it's clear, right? It's clear that you, you're just regurgitating stuff that you heard or you're just kind of emulating this thing that you have no real foundation or basis for. Just know that, okay? So you're not fooling anybody. But word of caution also, please consider when you're trying on these personalities no different than when you're trying on clothes or gear or anything, okay? A pair of gloves, you put it on, fits, maybe it doesn't, but you're still you underneath, okay? You're not trying on these things, and it's not like venom where it's like in you, and it's a part of you, and it's taking over your brain. Don't do that. Now, knowing who you are is a totally different path and road and trial by fire kind of thing, and figuring that out is difficult. It's absolutely difficult, but you also know in the inside, you also know if something conflicts with who you are as a person, right? Your, your moral compass is getting spun around. You know that thing doesn't feel great that you're trying on. Maybe it's not the best. So you not, might not know exactly who you are yet and have a real well-established personality and set of experiences. And I know this is who I am. This is what I stand for. You might not have that yet. It's normal. You're getting hired in your, your early 20s. You probably shouldn't have those things yet. But you can still tell when something doesn't fit. So consider it just like trying on clothes. Put on the pessimistic jacket right for a little bit and see how it feels and see how people react to that pessimistic jacket but don't forget you can take that jacket off right you can put it back on the shelf for someone else to try on maybe you just don't want to put that back on again try the hyper vigilant super involved watch right you might like the way it looks might be obnoxious to others might be totally gaudy and nobody else wants to look at you but maybe you like it if that's the watch for you try it on wear it for a little bit but don't forget that you're still you you can take that watch off right So that's just my little lesson for this whole thing. It's natural to try on these personalities. And that was how it was described to me. I was watching somebody kind of go through some stuff and it seemed like every single day we came in, this guy had a different, a different feeling about the topic. One day I'm going to work on this. I really care about it. I want to do it. The next day, ah, who cares? Nobody, nobody gives a shit about it. I'm just going to let it die. I don't give a shit. The next day, ah, if you guys want to do it, I'll help you out. But it was just all over the place, right? And I was getting kind of frustrated. I'm like, this guy needs to make up his mind. 
because I'm running out of motivational speeches for him of like, hey, you can do it. Go for it. It gets old, right? And when you come in every three or four shifts and you're like, I need another pick me up. I don't feel good about this thing again. That gets old really quick. And so I was getting kind of annoyed by it. And somebody pulled me aside and they go, dude, he's just trying on these different personalities. Like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And he's trying on different personalities that he's seen of people deal with problems. And then it became very clear, like, oh, I get it. All right. It's kind of the thing we do in our adolescence, but we get several opportunities to do that now in this fire department. Because when you come in, you're very much a child again and you get to grow up again inside the fire department. So we have many of the same growing pains and decision points and all those goofy factors that you have when you're growing up. So it's natural. It can be frustrating, but it's natural. But don't forget, you're you underneath that stuff. So try it on, give it a shot, then put it back on the hook. All right. I hope that all tied together nicely. I've had those stories right all around in my brain for a while. I share them with some people, but I've never tried to tie them back. First of all, I never tried to tie them together. They're always individual stories and then tie it back to being a firefighter. So I hope that got somewhere. And I hope maybe you thought of some examples while I was talking. I certainly did. <laughs> Beyond myself, like I did this when I was deciding to go for a promotion or not. I had to decide, like, if I'm going to get promoted, do I want to be a leader? And I, I think naturally I do, but you have to actually think about it now. Like it makes you actually verbalize and put into and articulate why you want to be a leader and what you plan on doing with that leadership position. And when it comes to that, then you have to, then you actually have to think about it. Um, so I tried on different personalities. I tried on like, ah, nah, I don't need promotion. I don't need this. You know, no big deal. I'll just, just be a back end and, and drive the ambulance for my years or whatever and figure out where I land. Um, tried that on, you know, wasn't, wasn't for me. I tried on the hypervigilant, super involved, nearly micromanaging thing. That also wasn't for me. I had to go back to the kind of coach I am, the kind of athlete I am, the kind of person I am, and just be me, right? It's the version of me that I feel lets me get the message across and lead the best, okay? With still leadership in mind, not just existing in the space. When I first got hired or first got promoted, one of the senior guys pulled me aside and uh, told me, you need to figure out a version yourself that they can work with and you can live with. And I thought a lot about that, you know, and I've had other conversations with other guys that are like, well, I'm not going to get promoted because I'm not going to change who I am to make them happy. And I've told them like, you don't, you don't change who you are. You just change the way you operate. Like you don't change your entire you. You don't erase 30 something years of you and just set your brain aside and let plug the fire department brain in. Like, that's not what you're doing. You're being you, but you're understanding now how to operate as a leader in this space. And that is a difference. That is something you have to make a few adjustments to a lot of things too. But you're not changing who you are. You're just giving a version of yourself that best moves the moves the department forward and leads your crew. That's what you're doing. That's what you're adjusting, your leadership style, not who you are. All right. I think that's good. I don't want to get too far off topic. Anyways, if you dig it, I hope you did. Leave some feedback. That, that's the easiest thing. And I, honestly, the part I appreciate the most when you guys reach out and just say, hey, that was cool or hey, that sucked, whatever. Um, so shoot me a message, 4th Shift Fitness on, on Instagram or 4th Shift Fit at gmail.com, both number 4th shift stuff. Um, like I said in the beginning, if you really dig it and you want to go on and just shoot a donation through the Buy Me a Coffee page, the links for that are on the website and the Instagram page as well. Or you can go on to the 4th Shift Fitness website and buy a hat or shirt or sticker or something. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoy these things. Until next time, keep on working towards being more capable and durable. 
both on shift and away from it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.